Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> that would be an interesting way of, of like engaging with the person. It's like we just reply to their email, assuming it's still available. Just Guess saying, like, what? hey, we're gonna do an episode on this. Be I mean, for it. I haven't responded to that one yet, so I probably yeah. You should will actually do it. Like, just like, hey, hey, we're gonna do that. We're doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. Cough so hard the recording no, no, stopped. They, I coughed so hard. You the came so stopped. hard the recording stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I painted the wall. Uh, also, I, I have like multiple current and previous bosses that listen to our podcast. So the amount of time we talk about us coming is starting to get weird. Do I they mean, just look at you like, Josh? <laughs> they don't have to listen to the podcast. Josh, people come. They know that. Everybody comes. Did you not read that in a wonderful children's book? And the less popular, everyone comes but you. Oh. I mean, that, that'd be kind of true as a child. you do it wrong. <laughs> like, this is a thing that's going to start happening, but the age you read it to them, they're just like, huh? <laughs> One day, all of this will be yours. I wasn't freaked out the first time it happened or anything. I, I mean, why am I starting another conversation about this? A conversation. I just, I just talked about how it's weird. Like, I, I thought I was in a safe zone because I had, like, my family knows I do a podcast. And but I, come. I, I, I have told them like but don't I listen. haven't no, no 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 I just don't bring it up ever and right. so they forget about it <laughs> yeah and so like my my grandparents like know that I have a podcast but they also don't know what a podcast is <laughs> so and so I'm in it. the safe zone there yeah, yeah. <laughs> my parents well, I don't know they could secretly be listening but I have, <laughs> I have a feeling that they would have more comments about my foul language etc my mom definitely listens and she has repeatedly asked me to turn down the foul language and i've told her no i mean at this point it's our brand, it my brand. mrs fox my do you brand. want to destroy this podcast yeah. look yeah. with your cum eyes <laughs> oh wait, wait 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 no speaking of cum eyes what okay hi i'm josh i'm an analyst here in nashville and I've got just a shit ton of talent. I'm Rick Fox. I am an author here in Nashville and Nicholas Cage. That's I don't I, that, I that was nothing. bad. That, I have literally nothing for this you know movie. What, I don't, I don't you know, know what, Mrs. Fox, I think you're right. Rick should stop <laughs> Nicholas <podcast>. fucking Cage. <laughs> he says that. Brian. Does he? I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville. I'm really? Nick Fucking Cage. <laughs> See, now that's how you do an intro, Rick. I'm sorry. I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I'm the movie that that Nicolas Cage meme is from that also has the guy from The Last of Us where he's looking at Nicolas Cage in the car and he's smiling real big. Pedro Pastel. Yeah. yeah. And we're opinionated. month we don't really have like another themed month going in uh you know i think caleb recommended that we you know he suggested that this movie looked fun we should watch the unbearable way i mean nicholas cage is practically one of the fundamental pillars that keeps this podcast alive <laughs> you're not wrong he's he is the well that we routine routinely draw from where would we be without him my my <laughs> other suggestion was maybe we do another listener request because we've just come off the month i'm fine to do an extra one sure and so we're we got a couple through. like while and we're going in lo and behold <laughs> received a few weeks ago nia Noah Jove suggested that we watch The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. So thank you, Noah, for reaching out at our email address. Uh, we appreciate the suggestion. 
question. And, and we're thanks gonna, me for having a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to watch your shit. So tonight we're watching The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent came out in 2022. It has an 87 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. It was written by Tom Gormican and directed by him as well. And it stars Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal, Tiffany Haddish, Sharon Horgan, Neil Patrick Harris, and many others. Movie star Nick Cage is channeling his iconic characters as he's caught between a superfan and a CIA agent. Have anybody, has any, have any of you guys seen this? I've, I've yeah. seen the trailers. I saw the and trailer. And I've seen the meme where Pedro Pascal's looking yeah. at him with like the shit-eating grin. Yeah. But I don't know anything about this. Except for one, like, there's there's one interview that Pedro Pascal's doing with somebody. Because, you know, with the popularity of Last of Us, he's, yeah, he's, on, the, he's been on the yeah. interview circuit recently. And so there's one interview. I forget where he was, but he was talking about there's a scene in the movie uh, where, you know, those pillows that have sequins on them and you rub your hand one way yeah. and it's yeah. one color yeah. and then you move your hand the other way. and yeah. it's a different. We've color all got one with Nicolas Cage's face on it. Yeah, exactly. There's one with Nicolas Cage in the movie. And apparently Nick Cage was uncomfortable <laughs> by how he was like, that's that's too much. That's <laughs> and Pedro Pascal just outballs him and was like, no, it's wonderful. It <laughs> so that's all I know about this movie. I, I've got no idea what's going on. Although the trailers made it look funny. Yeah. And I'm excited to see it. So we saw I. one of the trailers when we went to a movie theater. I can't remember what we were watching, but it was one of the, uh, the pre-roll trailers. Yeah. Was, it, was that when we were at the Schmutz Theater? Probably. I mean, we've Probably. been in the Schmutz Theater multiple the, times. For some reason, we always, I don't it know if time we go okay. or what. How do we not know that every single theater, like in that, in that theater has Because it's always the, the same spot. No, I know. Maybe they all have that one spot. They have a Schmutz on it. Why would it be that same spot, though? I mean, they might have gotten a pallet of defective movie theater screens. A pallet? Caleb, what size... <laughs> Pallets don't come in varying shapes and sizes. Are you 100% sure of that? I'm 100%. You don't know. I, I'll tell you what. I'm 100% sure they don't come in movie theater screens. Have you ever ordered a movie Someone theater did screen? Come in a movie theater screen, and that's why there's a schmutz on oh it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the sound that, that coughed me earlier coming, that was me firing shots at the movie theater. Right? So fast it went back in time. That's right. So we, we, saw, we saw the trailer for this at, movie, at Schmutz Theater, but none of you guys have seen it either. No. I've seen it. You've seen it. Oh, yeah. oh, what'd you think? It's pretty good. Okay. Oh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for. It's all right. I, I, you guys were talking earlier. <laughs> I wanted to let this cummies conversation go. I was curious where it was going to end up. For some reason, I On thought we had screen. done it on here already. The this movie? Yeah. No. Did you see it when it came out? Or have you just seen it? It like, was streaming closer to when it came out, but it was after it was on a streaming site. Okay. okay. I'm curious. I mean, don't spoil too much of it. Did but you watch it legally? Yeah. No, I, I was going to ask how meta, because this movie feels like it's pretty meta given the, the, like like the, the pop culture and the internet stardom that, I mean, yeah. Nick Cage is a movie star in his own right, but he's got a specific set of fans that are like the internet meme right. culture Nick Cage fans, yeah. right? Which we're, part, we're partly a part of, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Uh, so how much of this movie is like that meta versus just... He's playing a movie star, and he's playing himself. It's mega in that sense that Pedro Pascal is that person. Okay. And that he is like, he, I don't know that he would post the memes, but he has everything from the memes in his house or whatever. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm curious to see how they handle that then, because we've, we've all seen movies where, like, 
the movie makers know, oh, this is a popular funny scene in the internet web forums. Right. I'm yeah. going to include it in our movie. And yeah. it's just kind of an eye-rolling it's, joke. Right. It's right? very much a fellow kids moment. Exactly. And so I'm curious to see how this movie handles it, where is it going to be the, you know, I'm eye-rolling because... No, like that's not the reason that that joke is funny. Right. You're right. Just cringe you like, including it doesn't mean that. I it's don't funny. think it's it's not like that kind of no. Idea. Like the kind no. of cringe that you see in when brands tweet and they're trying to connect. Yeah, with their there brand. was like that Wendy's commercial from way back that was like where you can mm, fuck the hamburger. This hamburger sure is bussin'. My goodness, it's lit, fam, or something like that. I don't know. Jeez. Wendy's is kind of fire on Ow. Twitter just because they give other brands like intense shit. See, I like that. I mean, that part got funny, but there was like a meme commercial that everyone hated. Like fucking Pokemon Go to the Pole. It's kind of like that level. They, could, yeah. they understand how to use the word in a sentence, but they don't <laughs> know how to make it funny. They have right. no context for what it actually yeah. means. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that this movie isn't like it. Uh, I'm looking forward to go watching it. Thank you, Noah, for suggesting this again. Uh, before we head out there, a couple things. First, we just launched our Discord. Uh, yeah. We've got a Discord up for you guys to come. Uh, you know, we post memes and gifts at each other in there sometimes, yeah. and it's fun to just kind of hang out. So if you want to come hang out with us occasionally in there and also some of our other fans, you can do that. We'll have the link to that Discord in our Twitter bio as well as the description of this episode. Additionally, if you like the podcast and want to help support us, you can support us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash opinionated. For as little as a buck a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content, including first impressions, listener requests, and even early access to our episodes. We uh, publish our episodes there on Patreon before they ever go live uh, for everyone else. So if you want early access, check that out. Again, it's patreon.com slash opinionated. Guys, we'll be back in just a minute after we're finished watching The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. What's the worry here, Nick? You've lost some of your talent as an actor? No. <laughs> what did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Tell the trades it was a tremendous honor to be a part of storytelling and myth-making. Ah, fuck, man. I'm driving through the hills. I'm sorry. One more time. We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's the easiest gig ever. You play yourself. What do we know about this guy anyway? Is he into something strange? It's not like he's gonna want you to suck his dick or fuck his wife or watch you watch him fuck his wife. I wouldn't think so. Welcome to Mallorca, Mr. Cage. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Is Javi gonna want me to, uh... I am Javi. Nick Cage. My yearning titties. You're making my titties fucking yearn. We're off to a good start. <laughs> listen. All right, let's hear your bullshit. I tried Whataburger. I tried Whataburger. Whataburger is just a slightly better Sonic okay, as yeah. far as the quality of their burgers. Sure. Like what, um, one out of ting, what's a Sonic and what's a Whataburger? Mm, I'd say a Sonic, like, okay, so here's the thing with Sonic, right? There, so fast food. Yeah. Sonic burgers suck. Let's just so be clear. Right fast food, time. there's a range in quality. Some fast food is only good when it's fresh. And if it's even, like, if it's no longer warm, it's, like, deteriorates fast. Sure. Yeah, Sonic's sure. in that camp. A very fresh Sonic burger, I'd say, is probably about a four. I mean, they got out some good 10. melts. Out of ten. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. about a four. Okay. They do have some decent melts. Again, if you're eating Sonic, it has to be, like, 
It's still hot in the bag. Yeah. Otherwise, as soon as it starts to cool down, it's ass. Yeah. Um, I mean, a four is not great to begin with. (laughs) Right. Whataburger, I'd put it like a five or a six when it's hot. Sure. Um, Freddy's yeah. is on the same tier because you you were like, you know, Josh, if you don't like Whataburger, you should try Freddy's because that's nearby. Um, Freddy's is on the same tier as like a Jack in the Box burger. It's no. been a million years. No. Since yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to where be fair, if, I have, I have not if, eaten Jack in the Box in like the past few years because Jack in the Box sucks. The only thing that but. you're interested in when you go to get fast food is uh-huh. how, what is the quickest way of getting grease into my body? Then it's fine. Wait. But what, if you, what is the per- other purpose of fast food? That is the purpose of fast food. <laughs> but and tank. now we see why you like Freddy's. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. It's the burgers are dry and like somehow even when the burger gets out to you and it's hot, the patty itself is still not. Like how you I feel about steak and shake? In their heyday, they were good, but they they've it's, it's kind of like IHOP. IHOP used to be pretty decent, and then it's significantly gone. See, downhill. I think that this is just a step up from steak and shake. Like this is just like a good steak and shake burger. No, this again, it's not Freddy's saying that this much. Is in I like the uh, no. I mean, like a good like when steak and shake was good. Good steak and shake burger. Freddy's? Yeah. No, bite your yeah. ass. I no. haven't been to Whataburger or Freddy's, so I don't know. Uh, you're not missing out much from you don't either. Eat meat. Okay. <laughs> You've been to it. He does sometimes. He does. I he's only a vegetarian a when he doesn't. He's only a vegetarian when he feels like. He it. knows what meat tastes like and if it's good or not. Yeah, Caleb enjoys the schmeat. It's know. just I happen to eat meat when I'm around you guys like once a week. The other six days, I don't touch the stuff. <laughs> you guys been you to know. Jumbo and Delicious? <clears throat> no, it's Jumbo and Delicious. It. It's a burger place. I, I guess it's local to Hendersonville. I, that's the only one I know of. But mm-hmm. I always assumed there were places other ways, but. They have huge burgers, and there's no. If it was like a me, Fat Mo's kind of thing, no, it's more homegrown than that. Fat Mo's feels more homegrown burgers. Listen, I'm really sitting here waiting for something I can segue us. I was gonna say, you know what about? else is jumbo well, and delicious? Shut up. <laughs> Nick Cage, Nick, <laughs> his schmeat, his ego, <laughs> his schmeat. You know, meat. I did not see a lot of Nick Cage ego in this no. movie. I thought the movie did a really good job. So, okay, the movie is incredibly meta, even, like, its storyline involves the two main characters developing a movie, which is this movie. Yes. Ends Um, up being, like, by the last scene, it ends up being the movie. Like, literally. I mean, and before that, even when they're writing the script, the script is, it's like, oh, haha, the script is what's going on in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if they hadn't actually made the film by the end of the movie, it still would have been like, oh, look how meta it's being, right? Like, there's a part right as the third act is about to begin where they're like, hey, we should go on a drive and discuss how the third act can start (laughs) as it transitions from an interesting character study into a more traditional action, <laughs> action movie. movie right which as is the exactly movie itself trans does exactly that right yes so yes. the movie is very self-aware and i think it does a really good job i have my one my one personal gripe is some of the casting i think specifically okay. for the two cia characters okay uh, because to me for a movie that is funny in part because of how seriously it's taking itself mm-hmm. um they I don't, seem like I don't necessarily have like a personal gripe with these actors, mm. but to me, it's like casting Seth Rogen in something like that. Where okay, yeah. I'm sure there's been some like non-comedy stuff that Seth Rogen's done fine in. Sure. But to me, I don't see Seth Rogen in a movie and be like, oh, he, you know. Oh, he's they, going to do a serious. Oh, he's, wait, he's going to do you, it seriously. Are you saying this specifically about these actors? Because I don't recognize these people from anywhere. Uh, Tiffany Haddish and the other dude who is... Apparently in a lot of Seth Rogen movies. Seth Rogen <laughs> okay. Yeah, but he's also... in. 
sufficiently inconsequential that he dies off screen. Right. It's yeah. more Tiffany Haddish. The ultimate okay. cinema no insult right. to a character's importance. I've seen her in other stuff, and it felt weird for a movie that was playing things as seriously as it was, which was in turn making the funny moments funny. Right. Did she have hair in other movies? Oh, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm face blind when it comes to... I, I normally recognize people by hair, and if they don't have, like, <laughs> if they have really hair. weird hair or, like, their what? beard is gone, like, like fucking the, the Ron Swanson, like, if he doesn't have his facial hair, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> okay. okay, fair enough. I think I feel the same way about my father since I've never seen his chin. I hope to never see my dad's chin. If I ever see my dad without a beard, I will cry. <laughs> He's never changed anything about his facial hair or his head hair as long as I've been alive. My father <laughs> has a large beard, and it's the kind like he grows the kind of beard where like he has to shave from his cheekbones down to where <laughs> right, he yeah, wants he, his beard line yeah. to be. <laughs> because if not, it'll just grow all the Into way up. Into the eyes, like a way, yeah. just like one of those guys with like the werewolf syndrome. It just right. It connects to the sideburns, to the eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not quite that extreme, but it was like. Once every five years, he would shave his face completely bald. <laughs> to remember what? It's and right. it's back in two hours, right? And A, A, it caused my little sister to cry once because she was a child and she was like, who's this Where's strange daddy? man? And apparently, my mother hates it. Like, okay. he, he stopped doing it because she wouldn't kiss him without his beard. <laughs> oh, I hate the feel of your flesh. <laughs> I need a protective barrier. <laughs> so, I, I I don't know. Getting back to it, I, I don't I know. I feel like that's Nick Cage's face, the beard he's growing. Jeez. It's always weird looking at his beard because it's so clear that he, like, like he, Dies he puts the hair dye yeah. into yeah. his beard. It's, it's the equivalent of, like, you've gone about using tanning cream incorrectly and your hands are orange mm. it's or, like the, the beard version of that or it's like looking at somebody that you know is wearing a toupee because it does not blend well right. enough you gotta feather it a little hair bit. see what? this is the thing to me it looks like a toupee because there's so much thick hair there like it does not look like a real beard to me what's that thing called where like it, it's almost like shoe uh polish where they like paint their head where the lines yeah, yeah, of the yeah. hair should be but isn't, I know it just, isn't it just like toupee glue something like yeah but there's no toupee it's just they paint hair on right yeah that spray paint you haven't seen that? What are yeah. you talking? What are you? That's a thing. You mean it's like a thing. like paint, though, right? Basically, yeah. Yes. But I'm assuming there's a special. There's name not like for a static grass applicator where they're like they're like attaching tiny hairs. <laughs> no, to well, it. No, there's, no. there's depends that, on how much money you got. There's also that stuff you can like salt shake into your hair that magnetically sticks to the rest of your hair to make <laughs> it, it makes look it thicker. Look fuller, yeah. I had a friend that did that. Interesting. So that's it's what just Nick like Cage's beard looks darkly like. Darkly colored Parmesan cheese. No, Nick Cage's beard looks like you took the fuzz from like a dryer and fluffed it up real good and then just stuck it to his face. I think it looks like Velcro. Yeah, that's there you go. It looks like it looks like someone just put the like the not wiry bit of Velcro, but the like the fluffy bit. It's not a great looking beard either. Because it <laughs> seems like it must just be what his beard actually looks like. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. why well, would you have your makeup beard. people it, put that much effort in, into making it look that bad? Didn't he have a beard in Chewy Jitsu? Like a salt yeah, and pepper beard? Maybe. I don't re I have blocked as much of that movie out as I possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bad one. <laughs> but I think he did have a beard. It just also looked like this, just maybe not as dark. Y'all, there's so much to talk about in this movie. We do not have to just We can now get on to hey, Nicholas Cage's eyebrows. You can't appreciate this movie unless you have a intimate movie. familiarity <laughs> with his cinematic portfolio. 
Oh, <laughs> that, no. What is that for? That somebody photographed that, like photoshopped that picture. That cannot be a real picture. No, it's Nicholas not a Cage. real beard. But I want to know, like, is that for a movie he was doing? <laughs> That's got to be for like Mandy or something. Oh I have no God. idea. I feel like a Captain Crunch hat. Okay, I like at the beginning of this movie to start off kind of the meta kick. Sure. Right. Um, we, <laughs> we speaking of which, the very first moment of the scene. Not the scene. The film is a clip from Con Air, so yeah. we're off to a good yes, start. Exactly. It's it's the Spanish president's daughter is watching Con Air right yeah. before she gets kidnapped, and is utterly enraptured by yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. The the moment we see Nick Cage, though, it's it's so it's so. I'm trying to describe it. It it's fun and also. Because you're seeing Nick Cage act out what everybody who's not him imagines his life is. But no one <laughs> because, mentions that part of him. It's so weird to me. Right. Like, even his like ex-wife and daughter are like, but you're so schlocky. And, like, like, no one's like, everyone's just like, you're so talented, but you're not the right, right. part right. for this it's role. Why, like, for example, a real-world example, Nicolas Cage in 2023, it's only... It's almost April. Nicolas Cage has, has two films in IMDb of this year so far. It's true. And they, he is they, in fucking everything. And they make jokes about how just he's how much constantly he yeah. in movies. Yeah. But it's also like I don't know how much of the understanding around Nick Cage in pop culture is true, right? Right. Because especially growing up, like, oh, you're in school and somebody spreads a rumor. Oh, Marilyn Manson took out his ribs so he can suck his own dick. Right? <laughs> I remember and, that one, yeah. And it's, it's like... They made a Marilyn Manson movie, and he's like, hmm, boy, it sure is hard to breathe with these two ribs missing that I took out to suck my own dick. No, just he like- took the ribs out, and he also sucks his own dick, but they're not mutually <laughs> yeah. unrelated. Yeah. But it's, it's like all these little bits and pieces of, I don't know if they're true, but they're rumors that have circulated sure, that I've yeah. heard about Nick Cage, and it's just kind of, this is who this actor has conglomerated to be in my right. mind, and they put all of that into the movie, and I don't know if that's because, oh, that's actually what, you know, I don't, Nick Cage famously makes some pretty weird purchases. Yes. Right, yeah. like, oh, he, that, they, he bought, that's true. That's I have heard that, that before. He bought, yeah. he bought, like, a pyramid for himself for a grave site. He's, <laughs> He spent like head. thousands and thousands on dinosaur bones. Oh, like he the, does, the uh, giant rings and the watch thing is real. Apparently, he's always just wearing giant rings, and giant like jewelry, super yeah. expensive, yeah. goggy jewelry. And so th- that's a part of like, okay, that's a real thing. And but then there, he's talking about oh, you know, I'm in so much debt. Oh, right, yeah. And, and it's just or at least he just really needs the work. Is what he's saying. He randomly lives in a hotel. Yeah, it's just that, it's it's a lot of pieces of whether. Regardless of to what degree they're true about the actual person of sure. Nick Cage, this is the like, image you the have. The image in your head. that I have of See, this person in pop culture is who they put in. Like that's the person that they put into this movie. Well, you say that, but I don't necessarily agree because the image I have of Nick Cage is his freakouts. Like that's who I imagine Nick Cage. Yeah, at one compilations point, he talks of him just to screaming. his previous character and, and yells back and forth to him <laughs> in his car as he's driving. <laughs> to the point seems... where he just stops driving because he's forcing his imaginary self to get out of the car I, and leave him alone. That's not his previous character. I think that's no, no, his, 
That is a that is it is modeled on his a first famous, role. No, a famous interview that he did where he was just super weird. Like he came out and did a did okay. a somersault and was just like real weird. Like he gave his shirt to the interviewer at the end of it. Um, <laughs> the shirt show. is hanging over shirt or did he not have a shirt? No, like he had like he had a shirt on underneath. Like that's okay. the shirt he gave to him. Um, and okay, like yeah, it's, it's like Wogan. Nick Cage interview on Terry Wogan. Yeah, exactly. And that um, wasn't his first role when he was the boyfriend and. Like a big no, that was just series. Nick Cage, yeah. like being not him. being an huh. a, not being a character. That was just him. Yeah, exactly. And like <clears throat> he does not act like that character. That character, the way that character acts when he is on screen and they've like de-aged Nick Cage and he's being that guy. That's who I think of when I yeah. think of Nick Cage. That time a he's, vampire. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm much right, more, but it, it's like he's wrestling with that part of himself. Yes, but that's I, I would have expected them to reverse the parts in some ways. Like there's a normal guy trapped in Nick Cage. But yeah. that's, but that's why guy. I think that it is like the real Nick Cage because although he still has several like eccentric parts to sure. himself, I would imagine that probably. You know, thirty years later, mm-hmm. he's calmed down from the, out from the niche. from the guy that was on the Terry Wogan. I mean, interview. Maybe, maybe he's right? calmed down and he doesn't like it, so he has this self image he's established over the course of his career that is still just this voice on his shoulder. <laughs> but he he physically isn't that person anymore. That's all he gets. But he wishes that is. he was yeah. because right. because because I'd agree that he's, it's not the same Nick character from all the memes. Sure, right, and that's what I because what from I think the of memes like, you get the guy who's like. You get the the bit where his his the other half the Nicky side of him yeah. is like yeah. I'm Nick fucking Cage <laughs> wow yeah. right like that's the Nick Cage from the memes yeah 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 and did so, he have one of those scenes in any of the uh, treasure treasure play? Uh, no he's just, I was not, I don't remember him ever freaking yeah, out he doesn't, have, like he doesn't that. do a Nick Cage freak out in that's those, weird. No. I mean like why would he like that's not the character for those movies I just assume he's always guiding him and he's just, it's. Like I feel like every I don't know, like, in Face Off he was kind of like that. Movie. Oh no, Face Off he's yeah. a thousand percent that. Like that movie opens with him like walking around in a in front of a choir doing like metal moves and then standing behind a attractive a choir girl and then, and then grabbing her ass and screaming <laughs> up at the a sky. Teenager, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's Nick. That's the Nick Cage I'm expecting, <laughs> and it's not him. And I kind of appreciate that because it makes him much more relatable in this movie. Like I, I can understand this guy. He he does have. I I think that it's the best part of the movie, or at least the best way to surmise his character in this, is when his daughter is talking about him to him in that scene where they're yeah. doing lunch, and it's like, look. It is clear that you are trying, and that's the saddest part. But you're still making everything about mm-hmm. you every time we have to talk. Like right. it, it really is. So if this movie was about Nick Cage's ego or really influenced by it, I don't think they'd do that because that feels too real. Like yeah. that feels honest to me in a in a way that I would not expect from like a guy whose ego is out of control. And maybe he has, you know, gotten past that guy. He can have an ego guy. out of control and be self-aware. That's possible. But I mean, like, well, well no, those but, usually but, don't but go along very well. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think this is the real actual person. Sure. I think this is the conglomeration of all the bits and pieces of of uh, of the Nick Cage that you've heard about sure. that's been combined into who this star is. Like even just looking at the notes about production, mm-hmm. apparently he turned down this role multiple times because he was because <laughs> he's like that, that's nothing like me in real life. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until the the writer and director wrote him a personal letter that he was like, I'm, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> you don't want to hear me read. But, you know, no, I'm going to read. I'm going to read for you right now. What would make you write this movie if you weren't Nicolas Cage himself? It is very specific. It's weird to think. Like, 
I can't think of any genius. other actor that has this movie. You could, I bet you could do a movie like this with Adam Sandler. Oh, like, he's yeah. got enough of a specific character and a specific type of movie that he does. Maybe Jack you could Black. Do some, you could Jack Black, maybe. Yeah, I could see. Maybe. No, I think I would no, enjoy those Jack films. Jack Black less. is still like beloved, and Nick Cage is beloved, but also like We're to aware. some extent <laughs> yeah. pitied a right. little bit. Also, yeah. there are actually sequined pillows with his face on them that you can buy on probably no less than a dozen websites. <laughs> That's probably true. Right. <laughs> I'm sure you can get a Jack Black sequins pillow. Well, yeah, it's Bowser. Now. Fewer websites, though. Before, well before Bowser. <laughs> it struck me as weird that uh, Neil Patrick Harris played his agent. I cannot, I, like, for a movie that has so many characters that are, like, not well-known actors, and, like, I think intentionally is doing like that. For like, a C role in this. Yeah, it's just well, like... isn't he always in C roles? Sort of. Lately. Sort of. Well, I mean, kind of always, but, like, the other thing he about it is just He was a doctor horrible. It is hard for me to see him and not just be like, oh, it's Neil Patrick Harris. Like, in a movie that is about Nicolas Cage, like, actually, Nicolas Cage yes. is the character, it is really difficult for me to see Neil Patrick Harris and I go, oh, is that supposed to be... Neil Patrick Harris. Especially because the CIA agents are, to me, nobodies. Yeah, whereas same. opposed to Neil Patrick Harris, who you could... It's hard not to recognize that man. Yeah. It seems like what? if you're going to make a film that was going to be about Nicolas Cage and this level of memedom, that you would pack the the entourage of characters with as many noteworthy actors who are just kind of like, you know what, fuck it. Or, like, I'd be fine if Neil Patrick Harris played his friend, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I thought he was going to do it for. Yeah. Right. But it, but it's weird. And, and I don't necessarily think it's just because he's well known. I think it's specifically because it's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick because Harris. Because is... he, he, he always has that same level of charisma in everything he does. Yeah. And because I'm comparing it to Pedro Pascal, who's yeah. been in plenty of other stuff, and mm -hmm. he's blown up right now because of The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I didn't have an issue with him playing Javi. Uh, I I thought that was fine. That wasn't distracting. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, if Daniel Day Lewis played Nick played Nick Cage's agent, <laughs> oh, I don't I think I'd play, have. A, I thought you were gonna say played Nick Cage. I'd watch the <laughs> shit out of Daniel Day Lewis play Nick Cage. <laughs> well, no, but, but there's like. But no, I think right. Neil Patrick I, Harris is too well known for being Neil Patrick Harris. I do it's, wish at the very end when it transitioned into a movie about them, Nicolas Cage wasn't himself. That'd be amazing. That'd like, be kind of hilarious. Or somehow no, he was no, just Javi wearing a muscle suit. Nick Cage and he <laughs> yeah. was Javi. See, that, that, that would be too meta for me. <laughs> I, I really... So, it, yeah, it's sort of like if The Rock was playing a like random C-list character. Like, The Rock was right. playing his bellboy. Like, that's The Rock. The Rock always plays The Rock. Neil Patrick Harris yeah. always plays Neil Patrick Harris. Like, his characters yeah. are pretty... Yeah, Diverse in who they are, but it's just Neil Patrick Harris, right. man. He's kind of typecast. <laughs> yeah, as himself. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that said, I do think that uh, um, Pedro Pascal really disappears into this role. Like, I do not. And I like I'm that. Not, yeah, I love it. I don't see the the guy from Game of Thrones. I don't see the Mandalorian. I haven't seen The Last of Us, so I can't like speak to that one. But like, question for you guys about his character Javi. So yeah. Nick Cage gets there and initially, so he's been hired to be. A essentially to be a guest at Javi's birthday party for a million dollars. For a million dollars. Yeah. And he goes and he's like, they better not ask me to do anything crazy. You're like, I'm not sucking his dick. Or well, whatever. no, he, yeah. well, he does say that, but only after Neil Patrick Harris puts the, the idea in right, his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he gets there and he's not looking forward to it, but then he starts to connect with Javi. Both, you know, it's a little weird that he's got such a such an obsession with Nick Cage, but that kind of goes with one of the... Well, because he's the only of, other guy who's 
as obsessed with Nick Cage as, as Nick, Nick Cage, Cage is. is. Exactly. Yeah. So it goes along with his own personal flaw. Right. And then they also just tend to get along as, as friends. Right. Because it's not about him being obsessed with Nick Cage as right. these characters that Nick... He's not obsessed with the meme Nick Cage. He's obsessed with actual Nick Cage. So they are actually connecting on the level that the character that Nick yes. Cage is playing uh, as himself now, is. This with this is podcast hap- being what it is, we can't gloss over what Nicolas Cage is afraid is going to happen when he arrives at this villa estate. The thoughts that Neil Patrick Harris puts in his head. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, don't worry. I'm sure he's not going to ask you to suck his dick or fuck, <laughs> fuck his, his wife, wife while he watches or watch him fuck his wife. See, I'm sure none of those things are going to happen. Those got progressively less weird to me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so in order, you right. would prefer to watch someone bang well, their wife. they got specifically and then more bang their wife. Correct. And then suck their dick. Those that like in, in descending order of preference. Yes, correct. Yeah, but like, that is also in the opposite order of perverseness like the most perverse was like the if last someone, one if someone came to you and said hey i'd like you to suck my dick you'd be like okay no thank you but that's like a fairly normal yeah okay. I, 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 and then I, if someone came to you and was like hey i want you to bang my wife you'd say okay no thank you that's a little weirder and then if they said hey will you come watch me bang my wife you'd say okay look i'm out of here <laughs> no but, no no the reverse of that what do you mean I, the, you think it, it's the most normal thing for someone to just come and be like hey you want to watch me bang my wife <laughs> it's not necessarily the okay no i'm not you talking can about walk like away from that if, the most unscathed and still be, have a million dollars it's it is not i i um and more it's not more perverse necessarily they're all it about absolutely equally perverse. more perverse for the last one because like He's not, no, he's not getting any kind of pleasure if he's not involved at all. So it is the most perverse for him just to be there and not do anything. Really? That's the yes. most perverse to you? Yes. That's the most Was that actually what they said? Like, the I think normal. it might make more sense if you said, I want you to fuck my wife and I'm going to watch. That is the least creepy of those. That's the middle. That's the least. No, no, that's the middle one. The hit. Ah, I'm getting mixed up on which acts are being done here. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> In order of, and, and I, we're not saying perverse as in like, oh, that's the worst. Like that's no. the the most. It's awful. just yeah, it's just the most out of like from the range of normal requests to less normal yes. and further away from normal requests. Like I don't want to suck in anyone's dick, but I gig it. Like they're yeah. getting hey, their dick you know sucked, and I would dick. be sucking dick. You're interacting dick. directly that's with the person. That's a normal no, request. That's for what people okay, oh, okay, gotcha. Because I'm listing these in order of like which ones would I do? Like you put a gun to my head, you have to pick one of these things. No, remember, Rick, you're getting a million dollars. No, there's no gun. You're getting would, a fat stack okay, to your head. I would rather get and a million dollars. First one, you get a fat stack in the mouth. I would, yeah. <laughs> for the most, I would prefer to get a million dollars to sit in a room awkwardly while a guy bangs his wife. Yeah, that even though sure. that is technically Next on the that. most perverse. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. It's not sitting. Uh, I'm going to clarify this. It's not sitting <laughs> in the room. It's like there's bed and then there's chair about right. a foot away yes. from the bed, facing the bed. Yes. And you have to sit yes, on it. I'm aware. No I phone. Have to watch. Yeah. No, no Dokkan. Yeah. No. No gotcha games. No Marvel Snap. You're paying attention. He expects a, a rundown, yes. a summary of the event. I would, as long as I don't have to you jerk off. You give play-by-play well, okay. play commentary. I would sooner jerk off to them doing that than I would want to bang his wife while he watches me and jerks off. See, now who's the weird one? I, 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 <laughs> I just don't want to do that. That seems extra weird to me. He gets, I don't want the performance anxiety going on. <laughs> Even though the one where you are not physically involved in that, that's the most perverse because... It's the least, it's kind of the most perverse because it's the least involved. Because, like, the another step from this is that if he wasn't even there and there was, like, the statue of Rick was there, 
That is the wax perverted. sculpture of Rick. <laughs> yeah, like, like the wax sculpture of yeah, me holding the gun. More like, perverted than any of the last three up. Like as the, on the weirdness scale, sure. right? On the weirdness scale, not on like the good or bad scale, no. just on the weirdness sure. scale. On the weirdness scale, if some dude came up to you and was like, "I'll pay you a million dollars if you let me take a full body photograph of you and have it on the nightstand <laughs> so I can look at it while I bang my wife." <laughs> that to me, that would be the furthest down the weird scale. You yes. said that is odd but for a million bucks sure <laughs> i think to me the weird the weird it is weirder to me to have someone want to bang your wife while you watch that's the weirdest to me personally well, like as far as a request that you're making sure but as far as like out in the ethos of but you sexual understand like there are people that no, want i know to it's a, i know understand i understand the concept of cucking. intellectually I, yeah. I realize it is a thing it is much weirder to me than but would you still put it further down the scale because it's cucking, or would you keep it? I think there's more people that want to get cucked than want to make wax statues of a stranger yes. to be in the room while they're banging. That's why it's like well, Yeah, but I, I don't know if there's more people that, like, if it's about a specific person, I agree, but if it's about being watched while you fuck... I think that's more normal than wanting someone to fuck your Pe your Pedro Pascal other. wants none of this. He just wants to hang yeah, out yeah, with Nick no. Cage because he's a super <laughs> fan. Well, we don't know that he doesn't want any of How long was that? It never came up. <laughs> Probably 10 minutes on the 60-minute episode. This is why we need to like have a TikTok so we can just cut that check section out and put it on a TikTok. You do a I'm too old. TikTok. No, we need to have a clips channel. There you go. That's what yeah. everyone's doing now. <laughs> Man, TikTok's getting banned anyway, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't keep up we, with it. We need it for Kit-Tok. 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 What? Mm, I don't know. I don't like talk Whatever replaces Cuck TikTok. Talk. <laughs> there you go. Getting cucked's not weird. <laughs> Watching Wait and Watch is weird. Perfectly normal getting cucked. That sounds <laughs> like a very Everybody perverse on podcast. Talk is like, yeah, that's very validating. <laughs> Every relationship I've been in, I've been cucked. I didn't ask for it, but it's perfectly... It, with, how, with the regula regularity of how often it happens, it has to right. be normal. I didn't ask for this kink. It was forced upon me. <laughs> the greatness is thrust <laughs> The king of cuck. The king of cuck. Nick Cage is initially not a fan of being here, but develops a friendship with Javi. And this is at the same time that the CIA, for some reason, in this movie that takes itself pretty seriously, despite it, how silly it is, sure. um, decides to go with Nick Cage, the actor, which in this movie is repeated throughout it's like nick cage the actor yeah what that's oh what do you know nick cage the actor being right here like everybody in the movie is aware that this is nick cage and it's weird that he's here because why would the actor nick cage be here it's and so weird the cia to think decides to go with nick cage the actor as part of their sting operation instead of like a cia agent right i mean it's i weird. would expect a random stranger to be a cia agent much more so than nicholas cage yeah Cur it kind of makes sense. It's weird I in movies where one actor is playing themselves, but everyone else are also actors, but they're not themselves. Right. Yeah. Now, my question for you guys is, did you think that the first time you watched it, did you think that Javi was going to be the, no. you know, he oh, he's putting on a good face, but it turns out he's actually going to be the cartel leader? Or did as soon as you saw his brother... Who looked like every evil bad guy ever. Right. Yeah. From go, the 80s. Oh, yeah. 
it's his brother. His did, brother's the gun runner. I did not immediately pick out his brother as it because I kind of just brushed his brother off because he's just there for a second and gone. And I wasn't. I yeah, assumed he it was whoever like, this or guy I, from or 15 years right, ago. Was. He seemed like annoying comic relief. Yeah, something like that. But I was looking, he wasn't funny. He wasn't like the comic relief. Well, it might just mean that he was poorly written. Look, <laughs> I was hoping that Pedro Pascal was going to do a code switch at some point and become hella menacing and not just <laughs> remain this See, annoyingly likable guy. Well, I guy. thought that's what they were teasing. I thought I, they were like dangling that in front of us. So like, like, oh, wait till you see what he's going to do. Because they threw that in a few times, right? Where well, you yeah, think he's being menacing. Stuff. Right, yeah. And then, oh, it turns out he brought Nick Cage's see, family there to help resolve family yeah. trauma. Right. No, I, I was... annoyingly a good guy. I, that, which is exactly what I wanted. Like, yes. I, was, I was getting anxious at the idea that Pedro <laughs> Pascal would turn out to be a bad guy. Yeah. Is because that because I liked you've him so seen much. that movie too much or because you enjoyed their friendship and didn't want it to get tarnished? Yes. Like, I, I, am, I am very sure. tired of morally gray characters. And he is a little morally gray because he is, like, a, actually a part of this criminal organization. But they do a lot of... They go to a lot, great length to... Well, he's uh, forced to. Yeah, they go to a great length well, to excuse him and, as much as you possibly can. And it, they make it clear he's... Because Nick Cage is like, look, you... You say you're not part of this, but you take all his money. Yeah. And his response is, well, yeah, but do you know you how hard it is leave. to leave the, other, the car The other option is be murdered. So, yes. like, I get it. And But, again, you are right. He is annoyingly likable. But nah, I would have just, I, I'm not even annoyed. By it. I just <laughs> yeah. like him. He, he is. Ex- yeah, exactly. He's extremely likable. And I just had this like sinking feeling in my gut. I'm like, no, don't turn this guy around on me. One, I have seen that movie too many times. Yeah. And two, I do genuinely feel the connection between him and Nick Cage. <laughs> and I like it. Like it makes me uh, it makes me happy. I want to think that he and Pedro Pascal are actually buddies now. <laughs> and Pedro Pascal's performance as Javi, he just does an excellent job. The yes. facial expressions, the execution. It's impossible not to like the guy. That and like he, so we talked about a little bit about Neil Patrick Harris always feeling like him. What makes uh, Pedro Pascal in this movie feel very unique to me is that he does not feel like an actor at any time. Like there's a couple points where he like does some some mild like acting oh, stuff. And, and that's funny is watching yeah. two established actors Act play, badly. like watching Nick Cage mm-hmm. When you've seen him act badly. Yes. When you've seen Nick Cage Cage trying to act well, act badly in other movies. Right. In this movie, when Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage, trying to act well, but acting bad... Well, he does yes. it extremely well. It's yes, such a. It's I want to know if just he like was, a nested argument there. <laughs> I want to know does if it really well. He became aware, like after he saw this, like this is just like those other movies where people say I dig bad and <laughs> I don't think he did because I think he, I really think he nailed it. And I think this is the thing. Like I think you can tell when Nick Cage is actually trying to act and when he's just in a movie for a paycheck, or and, when he's or when he's just having fun and he doesn't really care. Well, here's the thing: he's having a good time. And here's the thing: I think that the Thing that makes Neil Patrick Hare or uh, makes Nick Cage different from, say, Bruce Willis when he was acting badly in a movie. When B- Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis ever acted badly in a movie? <laughs> have you Half seen a movies. movie made by Bruce Willis in the have past you seen 15 the last, years? Have you seen the last three Die Hard movies? Yeah, exactly. That's fair, I've not. There's he he has kind of been gone, gone Which, known and, for phoning it in. And we find out later, like we know now, it's because he's had like a degenerative brain sure, disease. That, that is a so part of it. I'm that's sure a, that's but, a contributing factor. Absolutely, we'll but a part of it does feel like. 
he just doesn't want to be there. Right. And that is never the case for Nicolas Cage movies. And even when he is not trying to act well, he is having a good time, it looks like. At yeah. least he is putting effort into making something happen on the screen. And I think that what he does here is just really impressive in that he feels like a very normal guy, but he can clearly just like turn that on. But the fact that he can turn it on in a way that makes it look like he is <laughs> not trying, he is trying to turn it on and failing is impressive to me. Yes. I'm not sure how to reconcile that with the crazy cinephile that he portrays himself as being as. Like, if you're going to be an actor who has this level of passion for the craft, mm -hmm. which would match the uh, the dialogue that they wrote him as having, then treating acting like a day job at any point seems mm -hmm. incongruent to me. See, I think it's less like that, and I think it's more like he knows the difference between when he is cooking for a five-star restaurant and when he is cooking for Steak and Shake. He's going to have fun either way, but it's going to look very different, the final product. But if you're just fucking around, then you're not going to be creating high art at that point. Sure. But, but not, if you're on but the, not if you're everything you make has to be high art. Yeah, yeah if you're I in think but the dialogue they gave him creates the impression that he is that level of cinephile. Well, he wants to be in that, but there he go. just doesn't get those jobs. Okay, yeah. I can sign up to that. Yeah. I think he's <laughs> clearly made a lot of mistakes in his life. Yes. <laughs> Since he quits acting at the end of like the, the first act, you might say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> You, you looked like you had a point that you were trying to get mm -hmm. to. I did. I did. <laughs> you do or you don't? I did, but I forgot. Oh, that's <laughs> we're going to edit this part out. Yeah. No, I'm leaving no, it I all did. in. <laughs> I like uncomfortable quiet. I'm going to get distracted by the video game I'm playing while editing this. And leave Again. <laughs> Should we talk about the part where he's actually trying to oh, perform wait, 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 it? Wait, 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 wait. You find it? No, uh, hold on. Uh, hold on. Josh <laughs> enjoys sucking big floppy <laughs> cock. He likes cock in his mouth and butt and also Rick rammed into his dick torture. hole. Well, that's why I, I had those rivers removed. <laughs> okay, now, Not now needs if to he do forgets that. to edit this Some part out, can do it without. if he forgets to edit this part out, that's his own freaking fault. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to like cut it so that it's your voice saying Josh before instead of my name. Josh, <laughs> Josh <laughs> he yep. likes Thank all you. the... Why, why am I saying this in the third person? <laughs> So what I was saying is, what about the part where Nicolas Cage is actually trying to behave like the CIA agent and he's trying to sneak around and he accidentally drugs himself with this weird, what looks like a, an alcohol wipe, but apparently it's got a little bit of grease on it that knocks yeah. you out in 30 I, seconds. I don't like But any... also apparently will kill you. I think they were just saying like someone will find him. Oh, in the, and okay. Will he will him. die because yeah. of this. Yeah. Okay. And then later he's like trying to climb around the outside of the palace or oh, whatever. Right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's about to pass out, so yeah. he's going to fall through the Do you think they were putting a, any kind of effect on his voice to slow it down a little bit more? It was just, go all it was that by himself. too deep. Yeah. I, well, that's as someone with a deep voice, it seemed fishy. I, look, I just, I, to spoil my least favorite part of the movie, I did not like any of the CIA storyline. I thought you could keep the. Pedro Pascal's brother or cousin or whatever is the leader of this mafia family. And then later down the line gets suspicious of Nick Cage and they have to do the whole third act together. You can keep all of that without him secretly actually having to be yeah. a CIA agent the, the whole See, time. See, I don't have a problem with him secretly being a CIA agent because I have fun with him in those parts. My problem that I don't like is I just don't like those actors or the, the parts that they're given. Like they are annoying and not funny. And well, I so also I don't didn't really... want the like big action scenes by the end. I didn't really? think they were... I had a lot of fun they, with those. They so. feel like Nick Cage, but I didn't need them for this this uh, psychedelic, character-driven, right. nouveau-schematic <laughs> acting experience. I, I, sure. 
I enjoyed them. I didn't need, but I didn't need the CIA stuff and him spying around to distract from the part of the movie I enjoyed the most, which was his developing friendship with Pedro Pascal. Yeah, it's right? great. Like, I love it. Like, it, it, and and it wasn't necessary, and it also didn't really take up that much time. So it was yeah. just kind of like an, an like there's this scene where they go. And they're they're tripping acid as they drive through like the local that town and fine stuff. Because and it's, it's fun, like... but the actual like the, the the elements of that scene that hinge on him secretly being a CIA agent mm-hmm. are so minuscule. Like you could have you could almost, make up for you with could have the LSD. almost that entire scene with it just being the LSD that's yeah. making him be paranoid and stuff like that, and you don't need that background fact that he's working for the CIA. And so yeah. it just distracts from the, f- the actual fun stuff that's going on. I do want to say, I love that they did nothing in like the, so usually if you have a drug trip scene, you're doing like trippy stuff on the screen to like, infe- like rainbows show, like, everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Probably a cartoon them. character. They're not doing walking around. any of that. It is just them being doofuses together. And it's hilarious. Well, and, and, and in at the beginning of that scene, like they've just dropped the acid. They're in the car. They're driving along the coast. Yeah. yeah. And they're talking about the movie they're making together which yeah. again is this movie yes. right and they're like oh it's gonna be great it's gonna be this you know these characters this budding friendship between them and you know what we're not gonna have any like big cg scenes or anything right. like it's all no gonna explosions. be practical no, no explosions and then what do you know lo and behold they don't have that in the movie yeah 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 but like what's it about <laughs> <laughs> uh it was just it was fun um i wish we knew what the uh the screenplay hobby writ was Oh, like, like before, went, yeah. because yeah. it seems when Nick Cage gets to the island, Javi's like, "Oh, have you seen the screenplay?" As as yeah, their yeah. friendship is initially yeah. forming, he talks about the screenplay that he right. wrote and sent, and Nick Cage's agent just bend it because yeah. I'm sure it's, actors he gets get those tons a of those million, all the time, exactly, yeah. right? And and it, although it very the most unbelievable changes, thing is that the most unbelievable thing is that Nicholas Cage's agent bends anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it very quickly goes from. Javi has written a screenplay himself and sent it to Nick Cage. To Nick Cage is like, I, I, I have no interest in being in that movie. Let's us build a movie together. And so we, I mean, we don't know how much, if, right. if any, of the original screenplay. You is think he got paid up front movie. for coming to the birthday? Because if not, I would have made him read the screenplay as not to fuck up the million dollars he was promised. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but at the, I'm I'm assuming he got paid up front, like or at least yeah. Because yeah. if I asked a dude to come to my million dollar birthday and sent the screenplay and he never read, I'm like, oh well, this isn't what I I paid a million dollars for you to read my screenplay and come to my birthday. Having having been in situations where I wanted people I admired to read something I wrote, yeah, I, it's it's more complicated than that. Than that <laughs> I, I think. How like, often have you paid million them a million dollars. dollar to come to your birthday party? Four or five and times. And not suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> and Always not follow oh, three. <laughs> they never had to pay the million dollars because for some reason they still won't read it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so were you actually getting into your final thoughts or was that just a, a preview of them? Uh, 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 even though I said my final thoughts, I'm, I, I guess that was a preview. I, what do you think of the, uh, the drama going on with Nick Cage's family? I because they get in court at the beginning. It's you know Nick Cage is divorced. He has a relationship with his daughter, but it's strained because right. he can't stop making the time that they spend together really just about himself. Yeah, and he even says later like, "Hey, that's me trying to reach out to you." And like, she's like, "I know 
it's, I'm, I'm it's trying, and she's thing. like, yeah, but you're doing really shitty, and that's and the fact that that's your attempt is honestly kind of sad. Yeah, exactly. And I appreciate that because I feel like, again, if this movie was an ego trip for him, like, it's called The Unbearable Weight of Immeasurable Talent or whatever. Right. Like, if it was about an ego trip for him, that yeah. would not be there. And yeah, it, but it, if this wasn't an ego trip, I felt like it would hit more close to home rather than having one ex-wife and an adult daughter. He had five ex-wives. And right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like that would be harder to sell. Like if you yeah. give it one, and they person would all to focus look on... about the same age as his daughter in this movie. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that would be if this was about Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he's he's he consistently date young. Not Leonardo DiCaprio young, but all much younger than uh, Nick Cage. I mean, interesting. Nick Cage has had one, two, three. Four. He's five. had five mm-hmm. spouses, including the daughter of Elvis. Really? I remember that. I forgot huh. about that. Was that his first one or second? Second. Second. Okay. His first one was Patricia Arquette. Huh. Okay. Yeah, they Alrighty. were in movies together. Yeah, he's he's also he's got three kids. His so. current okay. wife. So if this is really yeah. if this is really you know true to form, it'd be his it'd three be kids a family all reunion. <laughs> there would be a lot of sexual tension between his current wife and the son that he has that is older than his current wife. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a movie Yikes. where it's his three kids and his five ex-wives, <laughs> all like Nick Cage. Come on, no wait, it's only it's only three ex or four ex-wives. He's still married to the. Oh last yeah, the one current one is just a wife. Yeah, <laughs> so far anyway. F- future ex-wife. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's because he can but, never separate work from home. I like that when they come in and in in, towards the end of the movie, because Javi flies them in because mm-hmm. Nick Cage is suffering from writer's block. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's because of his unresolved issues with his family and the guilt that he feels for being a shitty dad. Which, like, I like this because it is clear that Javi has a lot of insight into Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the thing that separates him from being creepy and weird yeah. is that all of these feelings are genuine and he he never oversteps yeah, his bounds with them. Well, and and honestly, the part that sells that to me the most is there's kind of a throwaway joke in the middle where they're talking about their favorite movies. Yeah. And Javi's Nick Cage asks what Javi's favorite movies are, and he's you know give me your top three. And so Javi says Face Off is the first one, which <laughs> we expect a Nick Cage movie is yeah, going to be in there. Yeah. And I expected that three Nick Cage movies were going to yes. be in there because it seems like he's buttering him up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The the second movie is uh, the Cabin of Doctor. That movie Cowder. that he watched with his daughter. Yeah. Earlier, and, that's which hundred years Nick old Cage has established as like one of his favorite movies. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a part of me that's like, okay, maybe that's they have the same taste, but also maybe it's he read. Nick Cage's favorite movie was this in a exactly, magazine somewhere. Yeah. Right. But then the third movie is one Paddington that, Two. Paddington Two. Right. And it's one that Nick Cage has never seen mm-hmm. and thinks is ridiculous that it's on Javi's top three list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And to me, that's the part that sells that sells it because it's not just Javi sucking up to Nick Cage right. or yeah. you know, yeah. kissing his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Because He's if that purse. was the case, it would have been, oh, my top three are. Face, Face off, off Con Air, Con Air, and <laughs> National Treasure—they're yep. my favorite movie. Like, yeah, but he's—he's he's a genuine person who also is just a big fan of Nick Cage. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. And so later on, when Nick Cage is like, "Oh, I can't add this," you know, the CIA is pressuring him to add a kidnapping plot to their movie, right? So hoping that, he can, that Hollywood like, reveal out, where yeah. the kidnapped yeah. president's daughter is. And Nick Cage is like, I can't do that. He knows me too well. That's just that's that's too much outside the lines of what's yeah. actually appropriate for our movie. He'll know that shiggy for what right, we're doing. Yeah. He has a genuine creative instinct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I like that and I buy it because they've set this character up as someone who has that and isn't just like a creepy super fan. Exactly. Yeah. Even though they also show him having the like 
creepy super fan well, Nick like, Cage lair. He well, knows it's weird, though. Yeah, that's the main thing is that he is a self-aware super fan. So he knows not to, like, show up with his flaming Crocs and his, like, sick fedora I got plays and <laughs> not understand why everyone doesn't think he's super cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we should like talk inviting about inviting Guy Fieri over to your house and being like, look, I know it's weird. <laughs> And then you open your garage and it's just like full of guy it, no, it is, from every diner. It is the oh. entire flavor town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I like that. And it helps sell me on Javi's character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and when he brings the Nick Cage's family in at the end, I like that even in like the third act redemption scene where Nick Cage is like apologizing. And in most movies, this would be the like, oh, you know, his family forgives him because he's learned his lesson and now things are great. Yeah. They're still, like, Javi's like, ooh, that was a bad apology. And his family's just, like, his daughter's yeah. like, like yeah, that not, was a shitty apology. What are you talking he's about? He's not instantly on Nick Cage's yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not already sucking his dick. He's like, no, that you can, you're Nick Cage. You can do better You can do that. better. You can that. imagine, a, you can act a better apology yeah. than that. And, and he really doesn't, like, it's clear that he cares for his family. That's been clear from the beginning of yeah, the movie. absolutely. Yeah. Because he cares for his daughter. He's just shitty at it sure yeah. yeah and so later he redeems himself by putting himself in harm's way to save them from you know the cartel and he yeah. saves his daughter and he's like go on without me right yeah yeah and so we don't really get a scene where he gives like a good apology we just it's it's clear that he's making efforts and then by the end of the movie they're like having family night together in yeah. the right this room. is like the family version of two people like uh, i'm thinking of that that moment in speed where who plays the uh, the woman in Speed? Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, I've Where never she, seen Speed. Speed, the one with the bus. It's a good movie. It yeah. is. It's been a million years. Maybe we, we, we used watch to it. we used to have a game that we'd play. Me and my college buds when mm-hmm. we go to Goodwill. It mm-hmm. was called Speed, and the goal was just to see how many copies of Speed or Speed Two you could find. <laughs> and it was weird because it didn't matter what Goodwill we went to; they had at minimum about 10 VHS tapes of speed. That's speed. really Incredible. weird. The I reason I bring it up is because Sandra Bullock describes how they're setting themselves up to have a relationship that's built on nothing but sex because the only thing that they have in common is this traumatic experience. Yeah. This is like the family version of that same mechanic. Like he's not actually become a good father. It's just that they he saved them in a event. moment of crisis. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it happens the- in every action movie. That's how they fix families is by having well, a big but, action. But, but he does change though. though. Yeah. Yeah. He changes by the well, end. Like, yeah. He does. He does do the correct thing. Like he realizes what his flaw has been and takes steps to correct it. By but it, they, it didn't fix by them going to therapy. It fits by him t- being stabbed in the leg at some well, point. And, and, well, no, but we don't know what the like actual fix is because by the end of the movie. It like it starts with this standoff of you know, the, the beginning of the end of the movie. Right. It, it starts with Nick Cage and his family have like blown their way into the compound, and they're they're having this face eh, face off. They're having yeah. a standoff with the bad uh, guys. with Javi's cousin, who's who's the actual leader of the cartel. And then at one point, you know, Nick Cage has tossed a knife so he can stab the bad guy and win the day, right? Yeah. But then it pans out, and you realize, wait a minute, none of these actors are the same all of a sudden. And right. oh, however much time has passed to where now this. Uh, an entire movie has been yeah, made. Yeah, and Javi's not and, in jail or anything for right, being and a so, figurehead a cartel. And for, like, the time it takes to make a movie, I'm assuming, like, a couple years have passed. And so we yeah. don't know what the actual, like, steps to repair the family relationship That's is. Yeah. Sure. And, That's And true. you see, 
it's not just Nick Cage, you know, did a sacrificial act at the end of the yeah. movie and stepped into harm's way. And so now everything's good. It's at the premiere. He has a chance where, you know, the fame is going to feed his ego. And yeah. they're like, oh, they, you know, they want to interview you for Vanity Fair, which is very much the kind of thing and the kind of recognition that he's, wanting. His alt, his, he's been I wanting to make a show back up right there and like be in the crowd, but then turn away. Like, <laughs> right, right. right yeah. And Nick Cage turns it away because he wants to go have time with mm. his family that evening. Mm. And yeah. So that's where you see, oh, whatever the work that's been put in to repair the family dynamic here has paid off whatever it is it's paid off and he's actually starting to learn from it well he's actually got the uh the time to do it now because he's no longer in super debt because one he has the million dollars he got from initially from hobby now he's in a blockbuster super hit movie and also i there's no world that i don't see javi being like oh you're in how much debt no more you are no longer in debt it's like fucking, you're my best friend forever, uh, and also I have all of the millions of the cartel at my disposal. Who, who's oh, the kid maybe. who's playing Spider-Man right now? Uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, he he's taking a break from doing movies to like being a good family with the girl from the same Spider-Man movies because he has millions and millions of dollars from those movies. Now he mm-hmm. can afford to be a good person. Whereas <laughs> Nick Cage, with his usual movies of like student films and like fucking. What what was the movie where he went like, where he was in the arcade or the Faz Freggy oh, Fazbear? It was like, yeah, it was the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. <laughs> yeah, whatever that, it was. Where called. he was, he's not getting that kind of money to make that movie or Jiu Jitsu, so he has to keep piling that up and be a bad dad. <laughs> sure. How much money do you think he gets paid for these small flicks? I've always wondered that. I don't know. I'm trying to. If I'm he's the only curious. big name in Jiu Jitsu, I feel like most of the film's budget went to getting him in, unless he's. Just but it really couldn't cheap. have been that much. It, it's not going to be like Ryan geez. Reynolds where he's well, no, buying cell phone companies. Because even the budget yeah. for this movie wasn't that much. I want you to guess what the budget for this movie was. Uh, $75 million. Caleb? God, I have no idea. So I'm going to say 25 It was $30 million to make this that movie. Which is is small compared no to what... CG. I, no well, CG. Well, the CG of the de-ageifying him. But we can do sure. that with a fucking Snapchat filter now. <laughs> exactly. How much did it make? 29.1. Ooh. Really? Yeah. But it was rated so well. I know. I think it's just not many people saw it. Well, yeah, and theaters were not big at that point. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, I, I are, I've already said what my favorite and least favorite part are. Uh, I disliked the CIA scenes, mm-hmm. and although I have no personal beef with those actors, I don't think that the tone of this movie really suited them. And mm. so to have yeah. them be the CIA agents uh, felt weird. And the whole CIA plot line was just, it wasn't even that big a part. It no. just felt distracting from the fun bits. It's like they wrote themselves into a corner where they're trying to explain now that he's on the island, Why does how stay? do we get him to be suspicious of Robbie? Right. But he could have completely, I felt like, he would have taken it upon himself if he had any kind of suspicion that he was a cartel guy. And I think that would have worked much better if he was like, I can be a secret agent by myself. I don't need the CIA. I'll uncover he, this. Uh, it's it, the, the seriousness of the movie almost worked against itself for the yes. plot that they had. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, my favorite part of the movie was just the friendship and the scenes yeah. of that friendship building between Nick Cage and Ravi or Javi. I, I already said it, but I really like when they're talking about their favorite movies and they end up watching Paddington two together. And Nick Cage is just like, 
man, that's a great fucking movie. Yeah, I I really want to see those movies now. Cause Never seen Paddington wait, 2. The but. first Paddington, I thought it was like one of those like straight-to-DVD movies. Like Whenever I saw the ads, I'm like, oh, this like, is just... Like the Disney's new... Oh, this is the same category as Disney's new Beauty and the... Live-action Beauty and the Beast or right. something like no, that. No, like, except like the third of those or like... I thought it was a movie to sell toy bears. Like, oh, if you buy this oh, bear, oh. it also like comes a with a movie. Like the of, Den of Thieves. Yeah. Sure. It also comes with the movie. Yeah. But you, you're buying the bear, but you get the movie for free because it was a, a dump and no one wanted to see it. But apparently both of those movies fucking rock. They just slap. <laughs> I mean, for me, it seemed like, do I really want to go to a movie that's going to be the Berenstain Bears, but live action? Yes. I, apparently it was none of those. Apparently it was wonderful, and it really touched the hearts of uh, both Javi and Nick Cage. Well, if you all want us to watch it, you know <laughs> what to do. That's right. Uh, but I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I thought it was fun. I, it's not phenomenal, but I had a good time with it, and so yeah. I'll give it. I'll, I'll be. I'll give it a generous like four out of five golden guns. I thought it was yeah. a good time. Um, okay, Rick, how about you? Oh, I'm Rick, and I definitely didn't get up and leave the podcast because I was shitting myself silly from drinking too much milk despite being lactose intolerant. My favorite part of the movie was where I imagined myself getting a million dollars for sucking (laughs) off another man. My least favorite part of the movie was when I didn't actually get a million dollars for sucking off. But I still sucked off a man. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to give this movie... A perfect five out of five CIA agents. <laughs> CIAs. Wow, Rick, that's crazy. You're putting this on the same stage as Home Alone? Oh, this shit's on Home Alone. Oh, this is even better than Home Alone. <laughs> All right, Brian, what was your final thoughts? <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, hey, you're back from shitting yourself silly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> much like Paddington Bear. Uh, so I'm facing away from the door. I don't know how much of your final thoughts you heard. <laughs> I heard the very t- <laughs> it was pretty um, much all of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. Over. <clears throat> I'll keep it quick since you have already heard my vinyl <laughs> once. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and call it. I think we got your favorite and least favorite thing right. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> when I get back to editing this, I'll, I'll judge you. <laughs> um, uh, my favorite thing about this movie is Pedro Pascal. He was great. Oh, I yeah. absolutely loved him. Uh, he was he was just wonderful. Um, he really made this work because if his like fanness comes off as creepy or doesn't feel genuine, the rest of the movie does not work. Right. And he really pulled that off and it it brought, brings the entire movie together for I me. I couldn't agree more. Um uh, uh, my least favorite thing is probably I'm guessing this is, this is what Josh mentioned is his but it's like <laughs> it's the CIA people like specifically yeah. I think that it, it's not necessarily the plot line for me because I'm fine with the plot line it's specifically the people they just don't work for me that's basically what he said your favorite least favorite thing would be nice. yeah good yeah. job um, overall I'm not going to give this five out of five um, I do think it's a very good movie though so I am going to give it four and a half out of five oh. um, and uh, it's going to be four and a half Nick fucking cages. <laughs> I see. No, I thought I was being generous with the four because I was I was between a three and a half and a four. Yeah. So I just rounded up. I was I was very impressed with it. I think they did a very good job with okay. it. Okay. Brian, what you? This is your second time watching it. So what do you think this time? Well, the I I actually didn't see it in theaters because from the the trailers of it, I just thought it would be really shocky and sure. like. I, yeah, I was expecting a lot more like of different versions of Nicolas Cage to be like influencing things. Yeah, but in like. It, like, what we were making jokes about, like, I thought they would not be able to be self-aware enough. Yeah. Like, they would be like, Pokemon, go to the polls, kind of. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, when I saw it, it actually, it, 
it blew me away with how funny it was. Yeah. So on second watching, I, I definitely don't like the CIA and the action parts. I don't think it really needed that. I think it should have been Nick Cage taking it upon himself, like after seeing that the dogger was uh, kidnapped. Yeah. Him randomly like thinking that this guy is the guy that did and come to the, uh-huh. like realize that, oh no, he's actually just a really great guy by the end. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part is fucking Pedro Pet. Was he? Was Pedro big before Game of Thrones? Was he in anything I really? Don't, I don't know that he was in anything. Like I'm sure he was in stuff before Game of Thrones, but like I think Game of Thrones was his first big thing. So and I know then, he felt way different in Game of Thrones. And then there was Mandalorian. Yeah, which Mandalorian. Really, he felt like, way different. And then when up. I saw him take off the helmet, and that it was that's Actually who he him, was, yeah. and I was like, I guess he was, he was just a stunt man who became an actor. He's pretty good. <laughs> Weirdly enough, in retrospect, I feel like when he was in Game of Thrones, his head was less wide yes well he, he had it's a like very as he's aged this has gotten two inches wider for some reason i don't know well, that's that pretty much still have, the same like did you watch any of the uh breaking bad uh, other series after breaking bad like el camino or bear call Saul? no that's what happened to jesse he just got a big head weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not talking like figuratively you just mean his head is no, large like that's like he's clearly an older guy and that the main different difference in young Jesse and old Jesse is that for some reason his head is growing outward. <laughs> okay, fair enough. He he's been in a lot of different stuff, but uh, was he anything big? Uh, as far as movies go, nothing that I recognize. Uh, and then as far as TV, he had some like one-off. He'd play a character sure. like, oh, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer for an really? episode. Really? All the way back He then. was in Law and Order for a couple episodes, stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't think he, I think Lord, I, Lord of the Rings, I think Game of Thrones was his <laughs> his like kind of breakout yeah. role yeah. that people rec- started to recognize him from. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad that they did because I really like him now. Yeah. Uh, but overall, this is still a, a solid ass movie, even with its gripes. So I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five. Uh, Nick Cage kissing Nick Cage's. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There's because that is the scene. There's a scene where he's like getting really drunk at the bar, yeah. and Nicky, like his younger, you know, the, yeah. the interview version of himself, starts making out with him. And at first, I was like, oh, you know, he's because one because the older, more more mature Nick yeah. Cage is is like rejecting young Nikki's ideas. He, right, right. Yeah. He's saying like, this is, you've got me into this situation. You've got me into this situation. Like I'm going to handle it earlier in the movie. He kicked him out of the car. So he's clearly fighting off this side of his personality. Right. Yeah. And so when young Nikki got up to start making out with him, I thought he was going to do the same, but it being about Nick Cage's ego, <laughs> man, he just really goes in and he just like makes out with himself. He's like, Whoa, I'm a good kisser. No, Nick Cage can smooch. Yeah. He can smooch. Nick Cage can smooch. <laughs> in my mind, I thought he was his first role and this is what he looked like. Like, what is this, that Fast Times? What, whatever. Uh, mm, At Ridgemont High? No, that's not his first role. No. That's got like Matthew McConaughey in it. Uh, pull it up. You've got that's a big the, boy. That's the earliest one I recognize him from. I'll, I'll pull it up while you're yeah. talking about your final thoughts. It's your turn. <laughs> Just... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you go. I did have a lot of fun watching this movie. I really wasn't sure what we were getting ourselves into. I was expecting expecting it to be meta to a certain extent, but that is not always well executed. But they did a good job with this. I agree with you guys. The CIA component was pretty weak. And... Yeah. <laughs> I can't really disagree there. I'm going to go. This is the consequence of going last. I basically agree with you guys as far as that goes. (laughs) I enjoyed how this film was to some extent, the way that Nicolas Cage was portrayed was at his expense. 
and that wasn't in any way what I expected. It would, I feel like as an actor with as many hours on screen as he has, he could have really gone in a different direction and he embraced his public perception in a way that added a lot to this movie. But he didn't shit on himself. You never shit on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It almost reminds me of the, uh, Eng- like the, the comedy scene in England where the uh, comedians there will tell jokes at their own expense much more so than American comedians will. And hmm. I really appreciated that component about him. The, the film, that is. With all that being said, I'm going to give it uh, three and a half shoes without any ankle support. <laughs> it's, it's a fun loafers. movie, and I'm glad that Noah recommended it for us. Yeah, Thank you, Noah. It, it was perfect coincidence that it happened to coincide with a movie we were already thinking about watching tonight and the fact that we just get to extend listener request month a little yeah. bit is always awesome uh if you want to be like nikki and shoot us an idea for a movie to watch you can do that uh, you can listen to our episodes at our website opinionatedpodcast.com or you can reach out to us at our social media at opinioncast on twitter and opinionated podcast on facebook join our patreon not we patreon all... damn it discord <laughs> You can do both. You don't interrupt me while I'm doing the closing <laughs> spiel, motherfucker. Discord icon isn't on your frame. Yeah, I have art. memory. I can do Discord icon. Then why do you need the photo? <laughs> Shut up. It's my closing spiel. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Stupid fucking thing. You should come to our Discord and tell Shut us. Shut up. I'm in the middle of my role. You can also reach You want to do the role? <laughs> You can also reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys with us, your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. If you, get a ch- if you get a chance, please leave us a rating on Spotify and follow us there. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. Additionally, <laughs> we've launched our Discord, and you can join us there for fun and happy times. Not it's in the description and also in our Twitter bio. Boy, I did a great job remembering that. You should have put it first, though. You want, we don't know that you have remembered without People this whole People have checked thing. out by now. Yeah, we reminded not you. Listening we time. always appreciate you guys listening, and until next time, you three can go to hell. <laughs> We're opinionated. Thanks for listening.